You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, welcome to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. It's Kat from Sydney, Australia, and Stefania coming to you from San Francisco. This week, we are continuing a conversation that we shared the first part of last week, where we talked about finding our voice and how you can find your voice when you've lost it and why that happens. So we shared some of what our experiences have been, particularly in our careers, but in life outside of that as well. And today we're continuing that conversation by talking about the ways that we can trust ourselves. Finding your voice is so much about building trust within yourself. And so in today's conversation, we're going to share our experiences and the tips and tools that we use and that you can use as well to build the trust within yourself so that you can create the life and the dynamics in your life that you want. Cap, before we share the rest of the conversation, is there anything you've been doing or using or trying lately? Well, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I've been trying the Soma breathwork meditation from Naraj Naik, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I do it every morning as soon as I wake up. And it's been really amazing. My energy is lifted in the morning, even before I have a coffee or get get going with a exercise. And I do just feel this burst of energy after I do it. And I feel like my vibes overall are higher. And also just my tolerance for putting up with things are a bit lower. I'm not sure if that's from the, <laughs> the meditation or something else, but I highly recommend it, especially if sitting down for long periods of time in silence is difficult for you. This goes by so fast. He does it to the beat of the music and I highly recommend it. We'll link to it in the show. Okay, cool. So I'll, my recommendation is more beauty skincare. So I'll give it quick, but something that I've been using that I have been loving lately is the May Lindstrom. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, the problem solver mask. So I've been getting a little bit of breakout around my chin lately, which I think is hormonal, but is something that I deal with from time to time. And it's just like always been an issue for me that comes up from time to time. And I got this mask. It is a powder that you mix together yourself. I think I said it's called the problem solver and it's actually a warming mask on your face. So I've been using it once a week or a couple times a week if I'm really having an issue and my skin is 
glowing and amazing after. It's a little bit of an investment, but it lasts for a really long time because it's a powder that you make yourself. So that's my latest beauty skin thing. And I definitely recommend trying it. It's been a little bit of a miracle worker for me. We'll link that in the show notes too. One of the things that I've learned about this is that it takes a really long time to get good at listening to your inner voice. So this could also be also known as your intuition. And it took a long time for me because when we're growing up, we don't know anything better than to absorb all of the things, the people, the ideas that we're conditioned with. So finding your voice or knowing your truth really isn't a thing unless you have parents that are actively practicing that. So I certainly didn't. And one of the ways that it came up for me where I really, even though I didn't know what it was at the time, I knew that it was my inner voice or my inner intuition was in relationships. So when I was in relationships, probably in my early 20s, I always knew, and this wasn't just one relationship, this was like all of them or a lot of them. So I always knew something wasn't right. This wasn't the right relationship for me. I was morphing a part of myself to make the relationship work. It didn't align with my values, but I didn't understand why. And I just kept going on with it and I didn't listen. And then until it got to a point, it always got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And then I would just break up with the person. So that was a patterning of mine for a really long time. And I look back on that as we're doing this work and as we're really doing things every day to tap into our intuition more and think about, okay, how can I make sure that that doesn't happen again? And that we're catching these things early. And again, it just takes a lot of practice and a lot of time because it can be scary, especially on the relationship topic, going into a new relationship, being so excited, thinking everything is great. Then you get into it and then you don't know how to get out, especially when you're younger. So I think it's just practicing the little ways that you can listen to your intuition on a a day-to-day basis. Like, do you get really excited to do something or are you kind of going like, uh, or does your body feel like it just wants to close up when you're going into something or do you feel really like expanded and, and like you want to jump for joy? Like little things like that. I've been in jobs before where my body would actually tell me that this isn't right. Like it feels almost like I'm like closing up into a little ball. So it's being first becoming aware of those bodily reactions, those feelings, those voices, but then also thinking about how you can take action. And sometimes if it's a relationship or if it's a job, it could be a lot harder to take immediate action because obviously those provide some sort of security or, or you know whatever it may provide, but there are little things that you can do to help you get there. So Kat, so before we get into some of the tips and tools that we use, I want to hear more about what it actually felt like and what the experience was like. So in the relationship example that you gave, 
what was happening? Like, what were you feeling when you were like, something isn't right? And, and why didn't you, or why do you think you didn't have the trust or what could you have done to like acted on more trust in yourself at that time? Yeah, I think it felt like the voice was always there and it was pretty loud. Like it always felt like trying to correct the person. So like the things that were really bothering me, like it felt like, okay, it'll all be okay if this one thing is is better or it'll all be okay if they do this or just thinking about this one situation. So it was like trying to fix and correct this one thing or this one blaring thing that kept getting louder and louder of something I wanted to change about them, which could have been a mirror for me or, you know, it it could have been all those things. But regardless, the relationship definitely wasn't right. And I knew that. So it was that it felt kind of like forcing it in my body not like, not sexual, <laughs> sexual. No, not, not like that. <laughs> Just like, it didn't feel like it was flowing. Like it felt kind of forced. Like it was like, okay, we're going yeah. here. There was a lot of alcohol used at the time as well to make it a little bit flow easier, like everything, you know? So there was a lot of signs. Why do you think that you didn't trust yourself? I think part of it was feeling bad that I had gotten into something that I no longer wanted. Interesting. And I didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings. I always know that I'll be okay no matter what happens. I have always felt that and I know that within me, but I did have a lot of fears around hurting another person's feelings and being like, oh, well, I got into this. So now I have to ride it out. So it's almost like that's also the same thing. I mean, it's abandoning myself and my needs and my wants. And it's also not great for the other person either. But that was the main reason why I didn't do anything about it, even though I knew. Interesting. So you you kind of did trust yourself, but you didn't trust yourself enough to act yes. on it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We always yeah. know what is right and what's the best thing for us. I think it can be really hard to take action at times, depending on the situation. Either you feel bad that you're going to hurt the other person. You're not sure if that's the right thing, which is part of trusting yourself. But I do think that over time, if it's not the right thing, that your voice will get so loud that you will not be able to shut it down anymore and you'll no longer want to live like that. So it'll happen. It'll just take longer if you don't identify it earlier and do something about it. And that just takes a lot of time and it takes practice, especially on the bigger things. So now I really tune into that voice and it's not perfect. I mean, there are certainly things that I do that I don't want to do, but It's really about being aware. Okay, well, if I'm doing something that I don't want to do right now and it's misaligned, that's a choice. That's not just like whether or not I'm listening to an inner voice or not listening or not tapping into my intuition. It's just a choice. I'm choosing now to do something that I don't want to do. So thinking about it that way can empower you as well. Well, because then you can dig into why. Like, why do I feel like I need to, or I'm guilted into doing this thing that I don't want to do. And then you can explore that and you probably find some good stuff there. Exactly. And it's, you're in the driver's seat still because you're making the choice. It's not like somebody's doing, making you do that for you. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, really important. Listening to your voice, like listening to your gut, you certainly build 
trust by doing that. But like you said, really learning to listen and act on it takes time and practice. So in that spirit, we also put together some smaller ways that you can build trust within yourself by simple steps that you can get started with right now. So I want to share some of those and talk about them. So I put together three that I know that we both use and that can be really, really helpful all in that spirit of get started with these small ways to trust yourself and that trust muscle will grow bigger and bigger and you'll be able to trust yourself in the bigger ways and then you'll be able to move through life with a lot more flow because you'll be making decisions and you'll be taking action out of a place that just feels like it's right for you versus taking over considering all of the external things that have nothing to do with you. All right, so you ready? Yep. Okay, so the first small step that you can do to build trust within yourself that will have big positive implications if you do it every day is start your day on your own terms. Resist inertia of allowing external things to guide you or move you throughout your day. So this is an important one because no matter what else you have going on that day, if you start your day on your own terms, you're already operating in your power. So I remember back in the day, I used to roll out of bed and run to the shower and run to work or run to my first meeting and, you know, would sleep as late as I could so that, and then just immediately get into work. And I realized over time how harmful that is because you're on a hamster wheel of existence when you operate that way. You're allowing all of the external things and all of that external inertia to push you through your life versus owning your actions and your steps. So start your day with a ritual, with some level of reflection, anything that feels good for you. And it can be super small and it can take five minutes, but start the day on your own terms before you move into doing anything for anyone else, for anything else or for work. And you'll already be starting from a place of your power And you'll see a difference in your life after you do this for a while. Yeah, I think that's so important. I have the same experience. I remember I would literally launch out of bed, go to work, not have any morning rituals. And now those rituals are just like my grounding point. So I sometimes I wake up almost three hours before I even start work just because I love having that time to myself and having that morning to just do whatever I need to do. So it makes such a difference. Yeah, obviously I have to go to bed earlier, but. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's that's one that is so small and literally you can do it for just a few minutes if that's what feels good to you at the time and it will change your experience. It will change your life if you do that every day. The next is something that we've learned from Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist. This has been proven scientifically and is something that will also make a big difference in your life. And that is keep one small promise to yourself every day. This can be anything. You know, you can really sit and think, what is something that makes me feel good that I want to do that is a goal for myself? And how can I do that every day? So maybe it's 
I'm going to do some type of exercise every day. Maybe it's I'm going to make a phone call to a friend every day, even if it's just for five minutes for that connection. It it can be anything. But maybe it can be I'm going to say no to things that, you know, social things that I don't want to do today. And I'm not going to say yes to that. Whatever it is, keep that one small promise to yourself every day. It's a big way to earn your own trust. And once you build that muscle again of keeping the small promise to yourself every day, you'll be able to keep bigger and bigger promises to yourself and be able to do bigger and bigger things with your life, your career, the way you move through the world. This is the foundation of it. Okay. And the third one is set your vision for yourself in whatever area or whatever that may be and do the smallest thing you are comfortable with to get started. Getting started, when you're looking to make a change in your life or grow in your life or career, it can feel overwhelming when we're thinking about the end game compared to where we are right now. But the most important thing is to create momentum and to just get started. So do the smallest thing you're comfortable with. And over time, you'll be able to do bigger and bigger things. And then none of it will feel overwhelming. None of it will feel anxiety producing because you're just taking the small step and those steps will get bigger and bigger. So over time, it's kind of like the snowball effect where you'll be able to make more and more progress and traction. So a couple of examples to put this in context. So if you're someone who wants to start something on their own, or maybe just like start a little side business in something that you want to explore or are passionate about. Maybe instead of creating a big plan and strategy for how you're going to launch that into the world or bring your offering to the world, maybe just start by reaching out with your offering to those that you know and trust and are close with and share it with them and show your offering to them. You're going to gain confidence and trust in yourself by just doing it. And then your next kind of the next ring on this will be reaching out to or expressing or showing your offering to a group of people that maybe aren't as close to you. But because you've done it with that kind of low risk, those you know and trust first, you'll have built trust that you can do it. And it'll feel less scary. Another example that I hear sometimes is people wanting to write or express themselves in some written or digital capacity. Say someone wants to write a book or write something that will be published. And it might feel really far from something that you're doing right now. Instead of sitting down and, you know, saying, okay, I'm gonna like get started on this book or get started on this piece that I would look to be published. I'm just going to write one small paragraph or one short piece that I'm going to share on my Instagram or I'm going to email it to my closest friends. You can literally start by just emailing something like that to your closest friends and you'll begin to build trust that this is part of my identity. This is something that I can do. Even speaking about that as something that you do will feel more real if you've done it with friends. And then again, you can like continue to expand your circle and reach out or look to work with people who aren't in that closest group who may have felt scarier to reach out to if you hadn't done that before. So all of that is to say, do the thing that you're comfortable with that is on the path 
to what you want to accomplish and do, and you'll build the trust in yourself. And also just having, when I've experienced this in my life, I've always, if I have to make a decision about something and I want to really understand what my intuition is saying, whether or not I'm listening to my truth is really set myself up for having that clarity. So for me, it could be taking a break from alcohol for a few days while I meditate and exercise and really get my mind as clear as possible. So that way my intuition can come in really strong and tell me what I really need to be doing. Sometimes those external things can really cloud your judgment. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll try some of these. Let us know what you think. These are things that we use all the time. These are things that we used to start Vera, to start our coaching practice, to start the podcast. Start with what feels natural, but make sure that it's in the direction of what you want to do and you'll be able to take bigger and bigger steps and you'll feel in your power and you'll be able to do it. So we hope you guys have found this two-part discussion on finding your voice and trusting yourself helpful. We believe these are the foundation for creating a life, career, relationships that you want and that feel really good and that feel aligned and where you're really operating in your power because you do have your own unique power and you have something special to offer. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.